Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi guys, welcome to episode number 104 of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. So my guest today has actually been a mentor of mine. He has become a very good friend and he's been successful at just about everything, but the last 25 years he's been in real estate and he has been knocking it out of the park. He was listed in 2018-2019 in Real Trends in the Wall Street Journal. So he was number 240 out of the nation in real estate agent transactions, which is huge. He's a lifetime member of the Multi-Million Dollar Club, and he's taken a kind of a different approach. So he really has gotten into the finance side, and he has been excellent at marketing, and that's why he's been so successful. So we talk about that today, and we talk a little bit about some of our fun, <laughs> kind of crazy, you're not going to believe experiences in real estate. So tune in, and I can't wait to introduce you to Eddie Scruggs. Hey, Eddie. Hey, How- Eddie. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I've been trying to get you for like 10 months, I think. Uh, I've been uh, following you since the day that you started this, so I'm uh, excited. And uh, yay! Uh, so proud of everything you've done. Well, thank you. I'm enjoying it. I, I really do. Um, I know you have a lot to add. And that's why I've been, I'm so excited about interviewing you because you have, you're so accomplished in what you do, which is real estate, but uh, there's a lot of reasons behind real estate. And I think a lot of it is marketing. Can you talk a little bit about yourself, like what you've done and, you know, that kind of what you're doing now, all that good stuff. I got in the real estate business in probably about 1995. And uh, before that, I'd spent about 20 years in the music business from everything from playing in a band, managing a band. Uh, Then I owned a very large, uh, and it's a funny story how we wind up with it, but wind up having a large sound and light business that uh, we did groups all over the country. Probably our top act that we did for three or four years was Leonard Skinner. I sold that company, got out of it before they uh, had their plane crash, bought a nightclub or ballroom on Union Avenue called Talison Ballroom. A lot of people, if they Google it or remember it, famous for doing the sex pistols there. But (laughs) we also also did the police. And uh, I know, didn't you say you brought, you had Sting roll out the back of a van? They had come out of the back of the van when uh, Roxanne was the number one song in the country. That's insane. Uh, uh, you know, hardly anybody showed up, so I lost a lot of money on that show. <laughs> okay, unbelievable. So uh, it was, uh, I was just a, a little bit early on him. Wow, that's incredible. Two months yeah. later, I would could have sold out like 10 times, but. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so then let's let's talk a little bit about, um, you've been in real estate now for, well, I mean, it's going on, what? 25 years, I guess. 25 years, yeah. Okay. And you, um, you have, your real estate career has been quite incredible. You've been a member, a lifetime, you're a lifetime member of the Multi Million Dollar Club. 
and you were initiated into that in your first six months. So what, listen, what do you attribute that to? Like how your success in real estate? Well, the, you know, I had a good background in sales. So uh, from the entertainment business, I had really honed my selling skills and marketing skills. So when I came over to real estate, it was really, I found out the first week, everybody wanted to buy a house, but I was in an area and all my clients, nobody could afford a house. I mean, because of their credit issues or down payments. And so uh, I had to learn financing and I became master dart of financing. That was actually probably my strong point where most real estate agents would just send their client out to a uh, mortgage lender and let them uh, talk to the mortgage lender and then um, wait back. Uh, I was able to kind of figure out and structure deals and put things together and come up with creative financing because uh, interest rates were high. There wasn't all the loan programs available. Um, to get somebody's credit pulled, you would uh, send in, you would fax in to a mortgage company somebody's credit score. And about three to five days later, you would come back to figure out if they had a wow. uh, credit score. So, you know, now you can find somebody's credit score in like 30 seconds. 2.3 seconds. Yeah. So it's a lot faster. So it's really changing. Computers were just coming in. I'd been using computers in the music business and it seems like musicians were ahead of the real estate business but the real estate agents were really kind of late adopters of yeah. uh, technology so uh, that was one of the uh, kind of the early things and i was uh, able to master financing and then really i followed up the basic skill is followed up because i kept a database and I kept right. all my clients in a database and uh, I could mail out and keep up with them where other agents had no, you know, they were using index cards and writing notes and everything. And uh, so I was, uh, my first computer was actually a Xerox 820 CPM, big floppy disk. They were like, five oh my gosh, <laughs> now, you're, now you're telling your age. <laughs> so you um so the so marketing like the computer and technology has been a huge role in um your success and i'm gonna i want to talk i want to talk more about that but first of all i also know because we've been friends for a long time and we we actually i you mentored me early on in real estate so which will we can talk a little bit about that but i want to talk first of all you do a lot of supplements and i want to talk about your morning routine because i i know that i mean you just had covid and you really basically got through it with the sniffles so and i think it's probably due to some of the supplements you take now i i don't know can you share like what that morning routine is because it's it's quite a doozy <laughs> well i mean that's uh it's actually half morning and half night. So I split them in two. Okay. So it's uh, an equal part, but I basically most of my supplements, I do take a very robust uh, multivitamin. It's a liquid. It's called Vive. Uh, and you I don't. Didn't that, I, you, didn't that used to be, that's liquid, right? That is, you drink liquid. it. Yeah. I, I like it, the taste of it. I've had that. So it's good. And again, uh, I use it and have used it for years. And I don't sell any of this. I'm not into any type of, uh, I buy directly off 
the internet and Amazon direct. So I don't. Yeah. And do that's any, called Vibe, V-I-B-E. Yeah, and it's something I've used for a long time. Uh, and then uh, I take that and then I take garlic, a really high grade garlic uh, tablet that doesn't have odor. I take uh, a ginger every morning. I take uh, a fish oil and a krill oil supplement. Um, and then I take, uh, I don't know exactly how to uh, pronounce it, but I think it's called bergamot. It's B-E-R-G-A-M-O-T, whatever mm -hmm. that is. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's, a, it's made out of an orange peel and a doctor in California gave it to me and uh, it's kept my cholesterol down without having to take Crestor or any of the things. So wow. with a okay. modern diet, that's really helped me keep my cholesterol down. Okay. Yeah, I don't I'll, know put that, I'll put that in the show notes for everybody listening uh, because that's that that's something that's so good. I mean, I, obviously we're not doctors, but if a doctor in California is telling you to take it. So it's just, it's a thought to do research on and maybe that can help. Now, garlic is another thing, right? Doesn't garlic, isn't garlic supposed to help keep your blood pressure and- It keeps your blood pressure and your uh, cardiovascular system in good shape and your immune system. Yeah. And, and you do uh, a, uh, so does the uh, ginger. Yep. Okay. All right. So you do that in the morning. I don't know what your night routine is. And then I take a turmeric. Oh, turmeric. Or have a baby aspirin. Okay. I take a kind of a anti-inflammatory for joints because I kind of have a bad shoulder that I hurt from my music days called Wobazine. It's um, got a pineapple enzyme, but it's been around for about year okay uh, it seems to work for me and then I take a uh, kind of a supplement called pycnogenol which is a pine bark and uh, it's basically helps improve blood flow uh, and alertness and uh, it's an antioxidant very uh, something I've just taken for a long time I haven't heard of that can you spell that for me um, I'm putting you on the spot now. You it's know, I guess it, yeah, it's pine bark. Actually, it's called pycnogenol. It's P-Y-N-P-Y-C-N-O-L, pycnogenol. Or okay, uh, you can send it to me, and um, I we can I'll put it in the show notes. I'm just interested in it because you know, at, so many times we there's natural things that help us that we don't have to be on. It keeps you off of the the medicine that the doctors prescribe, which I, you know, cause I, I don't, I don't like all that stuff. Um, and then I also, uh, about a year or two ago, added a kind of a immune system thing, which is, uh, what is it? Insinia, uh, Inanacea, you know, Echinacea. Oh, Echinacea. Yeah. Echinacea, yeah. zinc and vitamin C. Okay. It's a pretty good dose of that. It's called the immune booster. Yeah, I take echinacea every morning. I take um, it's a combination of those three together. Wow. And about it's got like seven radar. But so uh, I did test positive for COVID. My whole family did. I have a thirty-year-old son that's into working out every day, eating healthy, and his wife. They caught it with us. 
they had symptoms and flu-like symptoms. Uh, I had a little bit of drainage and sniffles, but never an ache, never a headache, never, unfortunately, I never lost my appetite. <laughs> or, you know, my sense of smell or taste. Uh, so the only thing is I stayed home for 14 days. So I, I had always said I wanted the world to stop for 14 days. And uh, I guess I got what I wished for. You, you got what but, you wish. Be careful what you wish for, you know. And I know it's a serious disease. I'm not taking anything away from it. But yeah. for me, it was very, very uh, mild and easy. So it's. Uh, well, you know, there's something to be said for taking um you know there's a lot of these things on here that i think help it i mean i don't know i think if you're healthy you can fight most things better than if you're not healthy and you're you've been taking these supplements for a long time which i i think are great and we do the same thing I and mean, we take we take quite a few of the same things um okay all right good so is that so then so then what is your night routine well, it's a combination. I suppose. Oh, it's a combination. Uh, okay, all of that's done. I was like, what? I should have asked, what don't you take then? <laughs> if you were going on. You know, and again, that's just what I take. And I do half in the morning, half of it at night. Okay. That I don't overload my body at any one time. Okay, now I understand. All right, I was like, wow, you take all this in the morning and then you take more at night. I was going to, I was about to probably. <laughs> Whew. Okay, good. Well, those are, that's all, all, every single one of those things, except for I hadn't heard of the pine bark. So I'm looking, I'm going to look that up and I'll put that in the show notes. So, all right. Now, so you've been a powerhouse in real estate for 20 years. I mean, you've weathered some big storms. Um, there's a lot of up and downs in real estate. It's just, that's just the nature of the world, right? I mean, the real estate always goes up, it always goes down, but it always comes back up. Um, you were selling when interest rates were like 11%. And what do you attribute your, what do you attribute your ability to ride the highs and lows? Because a lot of times people got out when the going gets tough, but you stayed in and done really well. Well, somebody's always buying and somebody's always selling. Now, during the recession, this last one that we had back in 2007 or eight, your sellers were, you know, they were not happy people, but the buyers loved it. Mm. You know, now sellers are loving it and buyers are hating it. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's just always up and down. Nothing ever in life ever stays the same. That's the only thing you can be guaranteed is things are going to change. That's right. It, it is definitely a seller's market at the moment. I've never seen anything like it. Um, uh, no, it's crazy. And the stories well, I hear are unbelievable. People offering over, you know, a hundred thousand dollars over contract price right out of the gate you know it's nuts and that's just the way it is i mean it's uh what you know my average sales price right now is probably 103 or four percent of list price for the last six or eight months that's nuts so well, well good though that's good for you and it's good for it's good for your seller, seller. yeah now, the fortunate thing for our buyers is this is the lowest interest rates that's ever been in history yeah so it's the interest rate really determines your payment more than um, the price of the house. And that's where the financing comes in is you really, you know, and I tell people, uh, and you probably remember from our science, you live in the interest rate, not in, you know, it's the interest rate yeah. and that determines what you can afford or buy. And um, so it's, if those interest rates were to go up right now, uh, millions of people would be priced out of the market if it just went up one or two points because before they close right so well that'd be scary 
it could be, but you know, usually you're locked in for 30 days unless you're on new construction. Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, and All that's right. where the financing became so important. So the financing you think is a big key and you just took that in. So, so for people that are in real estate or doing real estate, get into the finance, get into the meat of the finance. Cause you can get creative. I remember you, you were pretty creative. So I love your email though. You have an email that you send out weekly. That is so good. I mean, it's not just about real estate. It's about, it's got fun tips. It has that people win things, you know, it's a really great email. Um, so what, talk a little bit about that. Um, and how does having an email list help your business? Well, an email just basically puts uh, your name out there and keeps top of mind awareness. I mean, there's so many real estate agents and everything. So the key is how do people remember you? And uh, you have to, you know, it's like the main thing in marketing is uh, your job is not to sell somebody something. It's to be in front of them when they're ready to buy something. So your main job is to be in front of them when they're ready to buy instead of trying to constantly sell something. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Cause so, so that's why, I mean, even though like I'm not in the market to buy a house, but I get your email and I like it though. I, you know, a lot of times I'll unsubscribe to emails because I'm like, I'm not even interested, but, but because yours are so interesting, I read them and, and it's, it, that's great. Cause if we were going to sell our house, of course we would contact you because yeah, you're top of mind. You're in my email box. And again, it's it's about giving something a value, whether it's funny things like uh, our new contest for this week is uh, what was the first thing uh, ever sold on eBay? You'll get that next Monday. Oh, tell me so I can win the prize. <laughs> but, you know. All right, I won't make you do that. You can go, but you know, you find this some crazy things and then we put it into a drawing to where but it's kind of like a way of playing trivia. It's just to engage some people. I love it. Uh, and again, we give you some information on interest rates and houses. Yeah, that's uh, always good too. You know, because sometimes people maybe they're like, oh, oh goodness, you know, I I want to sell my house now because that that interest rate's so low. I mean, I think I could get a lot for my house. And th so that's really good too, you know, because you give good information. And then usually one of the most popular things we do kind of related to that is we send out a little piece of information about what um, what your house is worth every month and what the market's doing. And let's face it, you always want to know what your neighbors sold their houses for it's and what the house down the street across the street sold for. Oh my gosh, it's so true. You're always trying to hunt that down. And so we send that out just in a real quick thing, not trying to sell you, but here's, here's what the market, you know, our estimate of your house is worth. And here's what that's, that's uh, a great idea. You're right. I mean, because we're always a lot of times if they have flyers out, we'll stop <laughs> and we're like, oh, what is that house selling for? You know, so so getting it an e email is even better. That's way better. And you kind of just it gets, you know, you want to know what your house is worth and if your neighborhood's trending up or down or what's happening. So you try to create value. I love and, it. Um, instead of always just buy something, buy something, buy something, you know, it's yeah. Uh, it's yep. you are you are adding value with your email i you know because i i get i mean obviously i get a lot of emails but but i do feel like yours is always interesting so people get i'm gonna i'll put in the show notes how to get on your email because it really is good the biggest thing we probably do is uh send out list of vendors you know people call me like 
I need a painter, I need a plumber, I need a, um, you know, somebody to stretch carpets. And, you know, we keep a massive list of people we've used uh, that do good work. And yeah, so that's, that's a really that's important cute. thing is just, you can get a lot of that, you can get those on the Amy's list and this and that, but, you know, people are paying for that. These are people that we've actually paid work and we were satisfied with. Right. I mean, I, I've used some of those and I'm telling you, you guys, the, the guys we get from you have always been excellent. So I can Absolutely. attest to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, a person that uh, did your yard. I mean, uh, Alex is incredible. Yes. Yes, absolutely. In fact, he's still doing it. <laughs> and then we, you know, uh, Eric was probably really happy with his custom garage. Oh, Eric was very happy with his custom garage. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. those, these are all guys from you. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's, that's just what you do. It doesn't have anything to do with selling real estate. It's just serving your customers and being available if they need and giving some advice, you know. I love that. Okay, so I'll put in the show notes how to get on your email list. But tell me, talk to me and, and to the listeners about how you got your email list so big. <laughs> uh, how many people do you have on there now? You know, about 35,000. Right. But again, it got there because everybody that I've, you know, in one of the things in real estate that I became is the listing broker for Matthews Brothers Homes and then for 12 years for Regency Homes up until about six months ago. So I have been the listing agent of over about 6,000, 6,500 single family homes. Wow. And um, so that's a lot of homes. And when you do that many contracts, whether it's my team, now again, I don't, I have a, you know, a team of people that I hire and I train and work with and everything. And so it's kind of like we're partners with those people on the team. Uh, and I'm out there in the field selling too, but everything wow. passes over, but you see all those transactions and you just learn a lot about them. Right. You've done, so, I, I think you've done a really great job with that. So all those people go on the list. Every time that I meet somebody or somebody does work or everything, I put everybody on and you make it really easy to unsubscribe. You know, you really don't want to bother people. And uh, so I've just been collecting names for 20 years. It's I've done it one at a time. I have never bought a list. So I've I never know that it's a very, it's organically grown, which is, and it, and the, you know, what happens when you do that? And that's, that's what I'm doing with my podcast as well is, you know, when you do organic, you are getting people that are interested in what you are saying or what you are providing, or they're interested in that topic. And therefore you have, you know, it's a solid, it's a solid, I don't know, it's a solid list. And that's what you want. You know, I, I like to talk to people that want to listen or want to, um, you know, grow just like I do. And that's you, you and I are, we do that a lot. We love to grow and we'll talk about that in a minute, but. Um, clients that are looking for a house and trying to buy, we put, we have them really on a list of homes and everything. So they're not getting necessarily the email list that like you get. They're, because getting, they're, not a, in the market. they're getting a heavy hitter list yeah, it, is what it, you're telling me. If you came up and said, hey, I'm looking for houses, we would switch you over to the, temporarily to a list of homes that uh, might interest you. That's awesome. 
Okay, again, well, that's you're not why you a house, so you don't want an email full. Of, list. At this point, you don't want an email full of just houses to look at. No, no, I would just no, I would probably unsubscribe. <laughs> and I like you, <laughs> but I, but I I would probably. So okay, I've got some really good friends about that it's unsubscribe me, and it's just you know it's. Just, you're like, how dare you? <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't really bother you. No, no, you can't take anything personally. And that is so true. I, you know, when I go through, sometimes I've thought about it when I uns unsubscribe it, I'm like, oh goodness, I hope I don't hurt their feelings. But it's really just, if you don't, you'd have your mailbox full. And then like the ones like you send wouldn't stand out because I'm getting so many. So, all right, you are, and have always been a man of very few words, which that's just how you are. Right. So um, I, whenever we, cause we go to dinner, you know, we, whenever we are in our room or when we used to work together, you seem to be taking everything in rather than thinking like how, what's the next thing I'm going to say, or trying to be the loudest in the room. You've never been that. So how do you think that has played into your success? You know, it's, um, it's been a double-edged sword. And the main thing is I'm not talking, so I'm listening mm -hmm. and I'm intensely listening. Yes, I know. And a lot of times uh, I get so intense and listen that so that I don't see anything, I will even shut my eyes sometimes, but I'm totally concentrated. I learned that from the music business when I would hear great music and songs so that I would not be distracted by anything around I would just shut my eyes a lot and listen. That so is all, so I was hearing, all, all I was hearing was the music and the words, and I wasn't seeing people's faces and other people's reactions. And so huh. I've done that sometimes in conversations. My wife will, you know, I'll be listening and she'll be saying, and she's like, you're not paying attention to me. <laughs> I will say everything back word for word that she said for the last 10 minutes. And so I've, you know, the thing about it is I've, I've found that uh, being interested in people uh, and finding out and letting them talk and finding out is kind of the key instead of me talking. You know, I'm, my biggest thing and probably my success is uh, I'm incredibly curious. Okay. And so I, what I, I'll ask you a lot of questions and then I'll ask you why and talk more about it, you know, and really uh, get involved in understanding you and, you know, not just the surface thing that you say, you know, as you say, you know, I love this piece of art and I will want to know what is it that you like about it and tell me more and, you know, for, you talk about the textures, well, explain to me that. Right. So I really get involved because I'm in, truly interested. Right, uh, right. And, you've trained a lot of you've you've trained a lot of real estate agents and you have made a lot of real estate agents a lot of money um builders too builders real estate agents uh and i think you know that's that i i don't think anybody could deny that that you have made a lot of people a lot of money and they are well, very thankful for them, that some of them they they tend to forget you know a lot of people forget what who brought you to the dance yeah, well, you know what? That's all I right. Think that, that's a, I think that's something that is universally that you find, you know, is a lot of people uh, forget what got them to certain places. And I think that's a big mistake that a lot of people make is they uh, 
you know, they forget, you know, what got them. And I do know that it was hard work. And the main thing, the other thing that I do every day, and I've told people for years, is I read 30 minutes to an hour a day about the real estate business and have for 25 years. So that's, in, that's incredible. Cause that really, that helps you master it, you know? I mean, this, if you think of how many hours, if you spend 365 hours a year and after 20 something years, I mean, uh, you get to a mastery degree. And I think that's the, you asked me how I stay up and keeping on top of things is I read every single day. That's one of the first things every morning as I go up on the computer, used to be in books, magazines. Now about 90% of the time now it's online. Right. But I still read the books online or read the magazines. Yeah. And um, I'm an that's avid. I know you, you have always had them around. So that's good. That That is something that I was just listening to a podcast yesterday. It was a bulletproof podcast. And they were talking about how in order to master or not master a topic, but be able to actually ask the right questions and speak intelligently, you have to read five books, right? So that if you, you've probably read, you know, over the years, so you probably are, I mean, you're definitely a master at real estate. So now I can remember a time when, and this is so interesting to me because people and interaction and human interaction is very much a part of sales and anything, not just real estate. And I had been, we were working together and I had a, a client and you said, I, you need to pass on that sale because it, he's going to be problematic. That, that person is going to be po problematic. I don't know that you're going to be able to take that to closing. And, and I went through with it. I was just like, Oh, you don't know, you know, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and you had to, you ended up having to take that client to closing. So how do you read people? I mean, that you, cause you, I've noticed you've done that quite a bit. You'll say, Hey, those people are, you know, not going to be a good client. You know, you may not want to do that. How do you read people like that? Is it your listening skills? Maybe I talk too much and you listen. <laughs> it, goes back, it goes back to listening. You know, you, yeah. you listen to what they say and you really listen to the words that they say. And then the big thing is you watch people's actions. Yeah. And uh, you, you pay attention to how they treat other people, how they, you know, I would notice how they treated you, how they would talk about other people, the comments they make. And just when they're generally talking about other realtors or other things, it's kind of like an insight to their soul. So you kind of put it together and you use all your past experiences. Uh, and that's how you make decisions is you make a lot of bad decisions, you get some experience and then you start making good decisions. I think that's probably what, you know, one of the things I, I learned and that was very early on in my real estate when I was working in real estate, uh, that I I learned that you know you can't even you can't please everybody. You, you can't cannot to everybody, and you don't need to be. You need to, you know. There's certain customers, um, and I tell my real estate agents that I'm training. There's a certain customers that are just jerks. Yes, and you really don't need to deal with jerks and people that don't respect you or value your skill. Uh, unless you have no other clients. The only reason you want to deal with a jerky client is if you don't have any clients. So if you go and get enough good clients, then you can send those down the street to another real estate agent. Yeah. Might, you know, 
But when you're first starting out, sometimes you're like, oh, I got to have this client. And then you realize, okay, it wasn't worth it, you know? So, so that's your now another, another thing I can remember, and this will be just real brief, but I think, our, I think people listening will find, get a kick out of this. So some of the experiences that you and I had when we were in real estate still to this day, make me laugh. I will never forget um, <laughs> the deer hanging from the rafters. We, we, we sold new homes. And we had um, this group had, you know, they were working and they were just eating their lunch, but they had gutted a deer in the house. <laughs> if it you're was, eating lunch, I'm so sorry. <laughs> they were, they were, they were, the house was being framed and there were plumbers in working. And um, they noticed the deer, it was out in Oakland area when right. it was before rural. So they noticed the deer and they actually went and shot a deer while they were plumbing this house and brought it and hung it from the rafters oh. and gutted it. And the people that bought the house that was building for happened to go out to show their parents their house with the deer car carcass hanging there. So that was- uh, That was really bad. And then the time that the skunk got bricked into the wall and we couldn't figure it out. Like we could not figure out why the house smelled like a skunk and the skunk had been sheetrocked or in between the brick and the, what, where was it? Because we had to take the brick off. Mm -hmm. It was out between the weatherboard and the brick. And it had crawled up and they bricked it up and <laughs> it couldn't that, eat. So it eventually died and it was it's terrible. So sad, but so awful all at the same time. So, um, okay. All right. So let's, let's, let's switch over. Let's switch gears and let's talk a little bit about internet marketing because um, you're in real estate, but you really are in the internet marketing business because you do that extremely well. And um, it, even before it was a big thing, you were doing internet marketing really well. And in today's world, it's kind of hard to stand out on the internet. So what, what are some things that you do to stand out? And I mean, what can people do to stand out in a business or in a market like we have today where everybody's you know you're in you have to kind of do something special to stand out you know you have to pay attention where trends are going and um it's really funny is i was kind of thinking about it that um, i published an article and i read it the other day in uh, it was a new idea selling ideas for the national home builders publishes a magazine across the country. And in 2008, I published a thing on internet marketing about using MySpace and Facebook. Okay. And Facebook didn't come along to 2004. And you gotta remember the first two or three years, it was only for college or right. high school college students. And you know, and um, can you believe wow. MySpace is coming? Gone? So, and then I was talking, I was reading the article and I was talking about, uh, that YouTube, I thought, and video was going to be huge. Wow. And that podcast and blogging would be something that probably would take off at some point in the future. That's crazy. I mean, that's 12 years ago. So so what what do you see in the future right now then? Give us a little hint. You know, it's... I'm going to put uh, you on the spot now. I mean, technology is... Um, you know always said technology will never replace real estate agents, but agents that don't use technology will replace some of the things that I've seen lately is uh, 
tours, we've been using these Matterport 3D tours for six or seven years, and now all of a sudden they're just now becoming hot, but they've actually got these 3D tours that you can do on the computer that I've set that will broadcast like on your desk, and you're looking at a hologram of a house. Holy moly. And it's right in front of you, and it's like you can turn it around and move. It's the most incredible thing. You think your whole, it's doesn't exist and you think you're playing you think you're holding a model you're just like you're holding a model and that's reality right now and it's very affordable um there is so much um on marketing and something that we're working on um, now is that um, you can enter a few fields and we can populate and and fill out complex uh, forms automatically uh, okay. artificial intelligence uh, Berkshire has actually got some artificial intelligence coming out in their um, CRMs and things of marketing that's pretty amazing but um, you know I don't think that you'll be typing and using keyboards in the next two or three years everything will be voice wow. I mean if I'm not mistaken, 38 or 40 percent of all searches now are done by voice, especially on your phone using Siri or everything. I know, but see, to me, like that's hard because you have, I mean, I don't know, you don't have privacy. Again, you'll get, it'll get better at it. Uh, but if you're in your car, if you're at your house in the computer, you can just talk into it. Yeah. I know, but then everybody, it's scared. What scares me is that, you know, you, every, everybody in the world knows, I guess there's nothing you, there's no, no privacy anymore. Oh, there is no privacy. It's uh, one of the, um, one of the ways we market houses. Uh, of course, we don't even have to do this now because the market's so strong, but it would be that if we were a market house, we would say we've got a house in Germantown that's $500,000 in this area. And, it will, we've entered that data in, and it comes back and says, okay, here is the average, the type of per people that live in that neighborhood, the type of income, what they read, what they want, and we can find, we know their Facebook accounts, their email accounts, and we can directly market and send them. And we also know that from Google and Zillow and Realtor.com that they've been online in the last three or four months looking at houses in this area. Right. Wow. So, People looking at houses that have a profile to buy that match the other people in the neighborhood, we can place, you know, get to their computer, get their data. And I say, well, tell me how much, uh, and this was like about 18 months ago. And I said, here is, uh, he goes, give me your address. He pulls my address and they're sitting there telling me, this is the number of people that look at this house. This is the TV shows that you watch on your TV, the <gasps> movies. These are the drugstores you buy. Here's all the prescriptions that you have taken. These are the doctors. These are your bills. Uh, this is your children. Okay, that's terrifying. And then they can take from the medicine that you've taken what kind of diseases you have. <laughs> that is it. That is actually quite scary. And it's like amazing. Yeah, they go. We can also tell you stuff you probably don't want to know, but they, I mean, if they knew everything about me off the address of my house. 
Okay. I mean, well, everything. So everybody listening, that's now you're probably terrified. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, but you, but that's good news. I mean, that's actually good information to have because you you don't have we I, I've been feeling like this for a little while that I don't feel like there's a lot of privacy left. Like there's not. Yeah. And this is not just. I mean, and that's one of the Google's sales data. Apple sales devices and protects data. Big difference in those two companies. Well, see, I switched to DuckDuckGo. I switched to DuckDuckGo, mm -hmm. which doesn't keep your, um, it doesn't track, right? Probably not, but it's, it depends on, um, it's probably going over lines, you know, their information is probably stir, serve, stored on some server some everybody's data mining everything uh, okay and they can track well, people on your cell phone yeah that's i know i know it's <laughs> i i i've yes we now i'm now i'm thinking about all the ways that there's really no way of getting around it so okay so now that we've perfectly terrified everyone um but but informed them we want to be informed right you introduced me to Tony Robbins 20 years ago. Okay. So, and I swear um, there, I can't say enough what that meant to me at the time. And, you know, I remember when we first did our Tony Robbins seminar and I didn't have the money and you and Donna, your wife and I went to UPW and I didn't have the money. And you were like, all right, look, I'm going to front you the money for this whole, this, the, his whole course. And I'll just take it out of your, your, your paycheck or whatever. And, you know, that changed my life, the whole thing. It changed my entire trajectory of my life. And so I, I thank you for that. I don't know if I've ever said that, but you're constantly learning and we have that in common. And I think that's probably why we were brought together, but what, what has really made an impact on you? I mean, what life experience, what, is there a success book? Is there a seminar or, you know, something that you can experience of some sort that impacted your life the most? It was kind of a cult, you know, cultivation of, um, I eventually got into um, learning how to sell by listening to a sales trainer called Tom Hopkins. Tom Hopkins, yep. And I went to, he had a three-day boot camp where you went and you learned sales presentation and sales scripts, which the thing about it is, you know, everybody goes, I don't want to learn scripts and sales, but actually what you're doing, they're not really scripts, they're your playbook. Right. And what you do is you memorize different answers to questions that you know you're going to get and have and receive. And then you can repeat them back in your own words and can kind of go off of them. Um, basically, the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Super Bowl, they have a playbook. Right. The Rolling Stones, I've seen them when I was 20, when I was 30, when I was 40. And they played 19th Nervous Breakdown all three times in exactly the same. That's their script and playbook. They right. don't go out and rewrite the song every. So people, so I, I was able to learn that you have a, in sales, it's not. Um, you have to have a, a script. It's not a canned presentation. You have a planned presentation. I and love you, that. you master those particular things. So 
that was a, a huge thing for me to get in, involved. And I would listen in my car to uh, tapes. A, a friend of mine, Jerry Bowden, gave me a Tom Hopkins set of sales tapes. And I sit there and listen to them on eight, you know, they were on cassette tapes and generally in my car or a little boom box. Wow. I said, this is incredible. Well, from there, I wanted to buy some more and I got onto a mailing list called 19, uh, Nightingale Cottondale or Nightingale something that sell self-help tapes. Okay. And I bought a lot of stuff from Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy. I, we went to a Brian Tracy seminar. I think I went to one with, with you and Donna. And he was just fascinating to me. Awesome. Love, 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 love him. And then after I'd listened to all his, I saw some stuff on there from Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. And so um, I uh, bought the Tony Robbins tape and that's how I got into Tony Robbins. And I guess the, the one piece that probably impacted more of my career on sales was he had a course. He used to have a company for it was a Tony Robbins company. I found it on eBay or the internet somewhere where there was like two or three used copies of a thing called from the Anthony Robbins company in 1990 called um, something about influence. Um, it was the power to influence the sales mastery course. He has some of that in his course, but a lot of it was about uh, the NLP method of selling. Right, right. He used to be, he used to talk a lot more about that, but now he just uses it. And so I've listened to that just over and over. And that's really is where I developed my listening skills and my, that particular, and you can't buy it anymore. I've still got a copy of it on CDs and it was like, they, you know, he's got a new course like in sales influence and there's two or three out of like 20 CDs, there's two or three bits of information in his new thing, but all this NLP and about how people think and everything, uh, I've never heard it again. I love so, it. I, I loved that. Yes. He talks about that a little bit. In fact, in his, just his latest five day challenge, he talked about NLP for the first time. I don't hear him talk about it a lot, but, um, so that was a, a huge thing. And I in, got into Tony and Tony Robbins. And uh, so his book, uh, Awaken the Giant Within, probably is the number one yeah. uh, most influenced. The second book probably is The Compound Effect from Darren Hardy, which is. Uh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down. I'll put both of those in the show notes. Awaken the Giant Within, fabulous, fabulous book. And the other one is. The Compound Effect from Tony, I mean, from Darren Hardy who was the editor of Success Magazine. I think he does a daily podcast and stuff, but that compound effect really shows you what every decision you make and small or large, how everything affects and you're making one decision, it changes your whole life. Okay, so I, li I like that idea because I can see where that would be beneficial. You know, each, each decision that we make leads to uh you know it's it's walking you down well it's like this thing if you had not gone to date with destiny right where would you be and how would your life be and you went to date with destiny yeah so what there you had been on two entirely different courses on that one decision just on that one decision and you know the things that um happen to make that decision a reality it's crazy yeah so I mean, you're right there's there's certain decisions you make that change the trajectory of your life and you better make sure they're good you know the best 
Well, or change them quick, you know? Yeah, or or pivot. <laughs> or pivot, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. All right, well, I will put both of those books in the um, show notes. And then how do people get on your email list? Even if they're not looking for a house, they need to be on your email list because it's really, really good. Just uh, my email is eddie, E-D-D-I-E, dot scruggs, S-C-R- S-C-R-U-G-G-S, at bhhstre.com and that's for Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and then that's for Talison Realty but it's bhhstre.com okay I'll put that I'll put that in the show notes too please put me on your email list and you know it's it's, um, you'll gladly do it we'll gladly do it (laughs) <laughs> all right well this has been so much fun i i could you know i of course i could talk to you for f- four hours just because we have lots of good good stories but um thank you so much for for joining me today it's been fun it's been uh, great Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.